I'm your host, Brooks Heatherly. Uh, we're going to start tonight off with a sports update. As most of you know, the Cardinals have lost the National League Championship Series. Uh, they lost on Monday night to the Giants, uh, played a pretty horrible game, and uh, I think the, the Cardinals players really felt that, felt like they let their fans down. So they sent out a couple tweets yesterday, and we're going to share some with you tonight. Uh, first one comes from star player David Freeze. Uh, he tweeted, we had a great year and time playing in front of all the Birds fans. Thanks for all the support, Cardinals Nation. And uh, we don't mind supporting you, Freeze, uh, but tweet is one thing. We, we could use is a few more hits. You only had one in the last three games. And um, as much as I love, uh, like tweets, I love hits. Our next tweet comes from a newer Cardinals player, uh, Matt Carpenter. He tweeted, it didn't finish like we had hoped, but I love these guys. Proud to be a Cardinal. Thank you, St. Louis fans. We love you. Hashtag Cardinal Nation. Uh, thanks, Matt Carpenter. Uh, I appreciate that tweet. That's nice. And it's hard to really get too mad at you since you only played in like one of the last three games. So uh, I'll go easy on you. Our last tweet comes from another player. He wrote, cha-ching, cha-ching, dollar, dollar bills. It's all about the Benjis. West Side for Life. Uh, buy a t-shirt at pooholes.5.net slash Payday. And uh, that is actually a tweet from Albert Pujols, a former Cardinal. Uh, kind of a gloaty tweet, to be honest. I mean, I don't know if it's about the game, but it uh, seems like he's doing okay. And I probably shouldn't have included that. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got a great show tonight. We have our new guest, Troy Devald, is coming on. He wrote a book called uh, Reality TV, An Insider's Guide to TV's Hottest Market. It's a great read, and we're going to talk all about that later. Uh, and then after his interview, we're going to be talking to uh, Brock Heathersfield. He's a new guest on a reality show, and he's going to talk to us later. And it's going to be a lot of fun tonight, guys. We also have our Instagram segment coming back. we got some cool pictures to show you. Uh, stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. B-R-O-O-K-S show. We're going to fuck it up, yeah, because you know it. Uh! Yeah, the Brooks Show. Oh, we're gonna fuck you up in your ears. We're gonna give you something to listen to. Talk about your fears, your shit, and everything we know. We're gonna do it all on the Brooks Show. Brooks Show. All right, we're back in the studio. Uh, my guest tonight has worked on. For more than a decade on such hit reality shows as The Osbournes, Dancing with the Stars, and Basketball Wives. He's written a book called Reality TV, An Insider's Guide to the TV's Hottest Market. Please welcome Troy Devald, everybody. I'm going to switch the camera up. What's up, Troy? I'm nothing. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, man. It's exciting to be on the show. Uh, this is Brooks Show Episode 22. Thank you guys for watching live on Ustream. Um, as you all know, we're also on... Uh, YouTube, and you can subscribe on iTunes. Check out the podcast. Uh, so, Troy, let's get right into your stuff. You've worked on some sweet shows. Yeah, I've, I've been around a while. Yeah, you've been around for a while, and I love the book. Thanks. It was excellent. Um, just like Beginner's Guide, anyone that's in the industry and reality TV should really check it out. And um, I want to ask you, for people who haven't read or heard about it, um, what, what, did, what do you work on for the shows? What's your capacity? Uh, the capacity that I worked in for the first eight years maybe ten was I was a story producer and basically that's uh, working in either field or post you're either out there trying to get content out of the talent or trying to figure out how to put it all together mm. when you get back so it's kind of like working with refrigerator magnets for a living right as we get what we get we put it all together and we hope that it pans out and, and turns into a show sure piecing the spots together that you have the clips exactly and um and I think it's interesting. You went over that in your book, and it's and it's it seriously is like writing a story. Yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of times uh, they won't call you a writer specifically, but you're really putting together the the words piece by piece. It's kind of odd because it's a little bit of a forensic sort of thing. You're just sort of sorting out all the pieces of what came back. Sure. And uh, trying to figure out how to make enough spackle to put everything together by asking for certain pickup bites here and there. Right, you can go back to the production right. and and ask for certain things. Right. Um, is it always like that though? I know that sometimes post is like way after all the shooting, or or do your shows usually you're starting during? Well, most of the time, we're we're editing the shows uh, while they're still in production in the field. 
Okay. And that's kind of, that's fairly recent. Is they've started compacting. Uh, networks don't want to wait as long to get something on the air now, so they're just kind of in a hurry to to get everything out. So you're usually working on it again while you're still shooting in the field. Right. Um, in the old days, it used to be when I can remember working, you know, almost ten years ago on a show that you know we didn't start until a month after they'd wrapped everything out. Mm-hmm. So if you needed anything, you were just sunk. Right. You had to figure it out. And I think that is that's definitely a new thing, and it's something that a lot of people don't realize. I think that's what a lot of um, I got out of your book was that people. Or in general, there's like a a mystery behind the production of reality TV, and I and I, to ask about that, do you th- where do you think the mystery comes from? Do you think it's like a more of a they're trying to keep it a secret, like a magician, like keep, keeping its trade secrets under wraps, or do you think possibly it's more like because it's new or they haven't defined things? Well, I think that part of the deal is there are networks that have thought for a long time that they needed to somehow conceal the fact that these shows were constructed in some way. Mm-hmm. And that's how you have entire networks that have slogans like Life Unscripted and stuff like that, uh, which always kind of irritated me. Um, but one of the things about reality television uh, story producing is if you do a decent job, no one knows you were ever there. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like you're the cleanup guy for the mob. You just kind of come in and sort of mop everything up, and if you don't find any evidence when the black light comes right. on, you did okay. Right. It's very opposite of like a movie or something with like sweet editing that's like, okay, that's the edit made it look cool with the effect or the cut. Right. You're, you're more of like an invisible editor. Right. And very few people ever watch a reality show and go, man, that's really story produced well. Mm-hmm. As opposed to you watch a movie and you think the writing is clever or... Sure. You know, there are no Diablo Cody's in reality television. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a different uh, different kind of art. And uh, I was going to ask you because I always pictured kind of when I was reading um, about you in the in the the jobs you've done. Like, is it an editing job, like, or is it more of like a like a writing kind of job? Like, do you, are you actually cutting stuff so much? Well, I'll tell you, the technology has changed a lot, and yeah. and just in the past four or five years, you find a, a lot of story producers. Uh, that are now working at Avid stations, where they used to do a paper cut, a string out that would be passed off, and the the assistant editors would put it together at night and pass it on to the editors, and okay. then just kind of go in and sit with them and sort everything out. Like written them. out? Right. You okay. actually do a two-column, like an AV format, mm-hmm. like they used to do in the old days. You know, and you'd, you'd sure. pass those on. Um, it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot. And the thing, too, is there are no two shows that are exactly the same uh, mm-hmm. in their technique, because every production company has its own favorite way to work, Mm-hmm. Um, and individual producers have their favorite ways to work. And right. I, I work with some people that just are better at paper cuts than they are in an Avid. Mm-hmm. So some editors work from paper cuts on our shows, and some editors work on the Avids. Sure. And I think I think that too answers uh, the question about behind the. I, I don't know if it's a mystery or the confusions behind the production. I think I think a lot of things that are creative are hard to define. Like it's same as like a play. Or you know other shows that came before realities, high you know like written shows, comedies and stuff. It's like hard to actually break down pieces. Like if you're in another job, say I don't know plumbers or some kind of technical. There's obviously when you're building a house, you got an architect and then a carpenter and stuff like that. Um, so cool. Um, we got got a lot of uh, hype on the internet about this. I got some questions from the fans. I'll get to in a little bit. Um, I got some mail to me. You can also comment if you're watching. Um, I see we've got about 50,000 viewers. That's a good number. It's right. a good number for a Wednesday night. And um, even more so, there's like 100 people in the audience. This audience is huge. You guys are great. Thanks for coming. There's like 100 people in the studio. Um, you can't hear them very well. We need to get another microphone for that. Well, yeah. But um, you could see him. The guy in the back row eating the sandwich is throwing me off. Seriously, he's he's that's what he's there for. He keeps me on my game. I know if I can if I can make sandwich guy laugh like once or twice, then I'm doing a good job. Good deal. Uh, so the back to reality TV, and um, let's get into a more uh, general discussion, perhaps um, about its hype. Do you think it is really big right now? I know there's more shows than ever. So yeah. wh- where do you think? Um, what do you think is what is so big right now? Is it well, what's I mean, the reason? Reality, reality is big because we like to see ourselves, mm-hmm. and I think it's one of those things where you can always identify with somebody sure. on a reality show. Uh, if you can't identify with them, you can either laugh at them or look up to them. Mm-hmm. There are different ways of approaching everything, and I think there are a lot of people that are sitting at home aspiring to be Honey Boo Boo. But it's also a matter of being able to see people that you haven't seen before, mm-hmm. and this is where I start throwing out boring statistics. But the Girl Scouts. 
they actually had a Girl Scout. Didn't think you were going to talk about Girl Scouts. Tonight. Love Girl Scouts. Great cookies. There, there was a, a badges are fun. Scout, there was a, a Girl Scout research uh, thing that they had uh, done recently, and I think sixty-eight percent of girls uh, that watch reality television thought that they that it empowered them somehow, or that they made them feel more like they could do something. So I think a lot of the negativity that you're hearing about reality TV is being countered with the positive stuff with reality TV. Sure. And any time that you've got two sides of an argument, you've got a, a meeting that's pretty good. Right. The worst thing that can happen to you is for nobody to talk about you. Right. Um, yeah, at least it's getting talked about. Um, it's There's been controversies. There's been lots of um, big uh, records and ratings and um and you know money making sponsors and stuff like that so it's obviously a big a big hit and um i wanted to ask about a couple things you mentioned uh firstly what's what is with the bad rap like i know a lot i know there are some shows that have um bad bad content you know jersey shore crazy people getting drunk um real world has gone crazy a lot of times stuff like that um but besides those or with those examples in mind, I guess, uh, what's up with the bad rap for reality? I mean, why are people trying to, trying to, like, why? Well, the bad, why? The, the bad rap is easy. And I think a lot of people that I've talked to that don't like reality television don't watch it. And sure. it's that kind of thing like, well, you know, I don't, I don't have to be in the sewer to know there's one down there. Mm -hmm. So there's, they'll talk about how terrible reality television is. And if you notice, they always gravitate to the same shows. They always want to talk about Jersey Shore. Like I just did. Like, yeah, yeah, the first one I mentioned. It's like, right now it's Honey Boo Boo. It's like, ugh. It's like, is anybody watching Anthony Bourdain? Is anybody sure. watching An Idiot Abroad? Did anybody watch Who Do You Think You Are? I there are great examples out there. Yeah. The, the reality television can be better than the examples that are constantly being thrown up. It's mm -hmm. just it's an easy argument. Totally. You know, when you're when you're in class, I know I used to be like, you pick on the fat kid. You know, that's mm -hmm. what that's what you that's what you do because it's he's he's the easy target. Sure. Jersey Shore is the fat kid of reality television. Like the low humor, exactly. like it's like they're above it or almost, and yeah, in it's case very your arrogant. Aren't very big. I'm fat. <laughs> yeah, or if you're listening to the There's podcast, no uh, you can check the pictures out online. Um, yeah, that's that's great, and you actually kind of helped me with that question because I didn't know where I was going. And when I brought up Jersey Shore, it wasn't like because I agree. I don't think it's like I think if people want to watch it, people want to watch it. You know, like I don't. There's worse stuff out there. Jersey Shore gets a bad rap because it's like really popular. I think, and people are like like old grandmas are like, why are you so watching this? You know, I don't want my kids like drunk and crazy and stuff. So. Um, I was wondering about the bad rap. Like, do you think it's people just watching it? Like, they're not watching it, and they don't know where. Well, some of it's junk, right? I mean, I'm not trying to say that all reality television is fantastic, and that we're just sort of picking on these things. There are shows that drive me crazy when I watch them. I always say it's one of those things where if you can see the seams are showing, mm -hmm. just, just change the channel because it's completely manipulated. You have situations where you know people are being asked to act. In a scene, these people aren't actors. Right. It's like, then you tell her this and you do that, and then you call her a crazy nickname, and then you put like a, a, a panda head in her bed before she. Yeah, they just and go it's over the top. Crazy. I hope they don't ever do one with a panda head. <laughs> it'll get there. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. But it, but it's you just came up with a show. Got a copyright Brooke show episode 22. I'm going to go ahead and trademark yeah. that. We'll split it. <laughs> um, no, but uh, there's there's tons of like yeah w bad ideas out there, and some people just like to watch train wrecks or watch horrible right. stuff. And I think when I whenever I read that, I, and I read that comment a couple times online too, um, was that there's just as many bad sitcoms and bad oh, yeah. other shows like whatever other genres like game shows and other stuff. Right. So it's it's hard to say like oh reality is the worst because there's right. there's smart ones too like there's more. There's not as many, like that's not the, well, the in, hits. In, in movies, I think it's Craig Mazin that says that uh, you don't want to do crap plus one. Mm -hmm. The idea is not to be just better than crap. But there's a lot of stuff out there that's crap or <laughs> yeah. just better than crap. Totally, totally. Um, let me ask you a question you probably always get, and I, I, I've actually gotten this, heard this question a lot too, and it's like, how real is reality TV? Right. Do you, do, does that question make you cringe? Like, is, is that something like... It, it doesn't because I think that there's a response to that. Sure. If somebody comes up to you and says, how real is reality TV? You say, well, what you, what you want to gauge that by is how real are the reactions. Mm -hmm. When you watch a show like, you know, The Surreal Life, I keep talking like, you know, that's 10 years ago, but it's always yeah. the best example I can give you. Totally. You get 10 celebrities living in a house, would never be happening. 
for mm-hmm. 14 days on this very heavily constructed schedule. Like at 8 o'clock, you're going to be here. At 10 o'clock, you're going to be here. And then at right. 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you're having a barbecue. Work and challenges and like different stuff. Right. It's like that would never happen. But what makes the show work is the fact that the reactions to the pe- that the people give you within that context are real. Okay. When you see Corey Feldman wigging out because somebody said something to him, if you see, you know, Ron Jeremy having an argument with, with Tammy Faye. Right. Those are real responses to the They're being honest in. in the situation they're in. Right. Just the being only way true. That you can screw up is when you ha- when you start messing with that part of the equation. If you have a show where the reactions aren't real, then then the show is completely phony. And it'll usually disappear pretty quickly because people don't want to put up with it. Yeah, you can tell like if someone like makes a face or like is joking around too much or something. Right. And then you've got, you know, of course, The Hills, which was produced. They wanted to have a super high production value mm-hmm. reality show. And as super produced as it is, it's, it's, very, nice to, it's very nice to look at. I, it's the only show I know where I'm completely mystified. As Just that the what, quality what the, the phenomenon is. Like, is it the lighting, the cameras? Like, is it the it, story? It, it would be like if Aaron Spelling produced a show that had no writers okay. in 1980. Because I never even, yeah, I never got the hills. Like, so they set up premises and then they just free freestyle it. Well, yeah, or the response. Half of that show was reaction shots Mm -hmm. of people staring at each other, chewing with a half smile. Yeah, you know, after a statement, (laughs) eight minutes of content stretched out to forty something. Right Uh, with the score. But they did well, and oh yeah, that's huge. Never bad mouth what works. Totally, that's my motto. Um, so so, uh, speaking of shows. And uh, pitches, the how real is reality TV? Do you think people really care that it's fake? I know, like sometimes you hear that flack, like that that feedback. And um, you're actually on the Today Show talking about, yeah. like, in, on a story. I'll show yeah, yeah. I'll show a quick little uh, screen grab. I grab. People really care that it's fake, or is it, it just really, like a few like people that are like oh against it, like well, here's the thing. speaking Ultimately, out? The question. This is exactly what I said. There is. Are you entertained by the program? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Um, House Hunters International and House Hunters. There was a big flap that they had. Some woman said, "You know, oh well, we, you know, we'd already bought the house, and we went and looked at two other houses, and mm-hmm. the show makes it look as if we're doing this, that, or the other." Right, that right. Show's not going anywhere. People just like to be able to look around inside houses, and that's the appeal of it. Yeah, they don't care that there's like their family wasn't fighting or whatever they made up. Right. Yeah. And I watch home improvement shows, and I see, you know, the. The project is ruined because somebody left a hammer in the rain. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Totally. You know, there's always tomorrow. You know, the house isn't going <laughs> to catch on fire if it's not done by 5 o'clock. Yeah, they have to make up some kind of, like, uh, hanger, like, cliffhanger right. for the commercial break or, like, whatever kind of device they're using. Um, so let's get into some of the uh, celebs, the, the reality celebs. Let's talk hotties. I'm talking uh, Paris Hilton, a, a little older celebrity, Kim Kardashian. And uh, now host on um, The Voice, Christina Aguilera. All right. Super hot reality stars. Do you have their numbers? I do not. Oh, man. Okay. I, I, had don't, a, I, don't, I was I'll just joking. You. I was just joking. Well, I'll tell you a funny thing. I don't like to talk to the cast on my shows when I can avoid it. You don't? No, because I want to put a show together based on the material that's coming back in. Okay. And what impression I have of them from what they're actually doing in front of the camera. So you it's think... it's always closer to the, to the personality. Just what you, this is on camera, not what you know right. in person, like because that's going right. to affect it. You're looking at it and you're like, man, this is a really nice person, and she comes off so badly on television. Mm-hmm. Or this person is such a jerk, and she comes off so well. Right. You know, you just want to work from the footage. You don't want to. You don't want to know these people. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. I, I think I. I think I know what you're saying. Like, I don't. I know uh, when I'm at work, I don't like to like associate with them either. Like, and just kind of like keep to myself. Like, do your own thing. And it just makes it a little easier because then when they're friends, um, and this is another thing I would ask you is like, has there been any like chummy situations where they tried to talk you up? Like, has uh, anyone tried to like get in the deets? Without being terribly specific, uh, I, I worked on a show that uh, someone who was on the Continue, show hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Office, and uh, and now I've usurped him, and I have my own show. Um, I used to work in an office where uh, the post was being done, but the celebrities would periodically have meetings or come in and talk story um, with the executive producers. And I always tried to respect that firewall. Um, mm-hmm. One of the guys went over and told one of the tape guys, supposedly, I'll give you 1500 bucks for an advanced copy of the first episode. Nice. And the tape librarian said, 
uh, you don't have fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> and it was this little joke <laughs> argument that they were just trying to deflect, like there's no way you're going to get an advanced copy of the show. Right, right. That's just a joke. Is, right. Yeah, of course he's not going to do that. But you know, it's it's you, you try and keep that you try and keep that line solid. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't you don't want to cross that. If you're in the field and you have to deal with people every day, it's all right to be friendly. It's all right to be chummy. But it's one of those things where if you give up your authority as a producer in the field. Right. As a person who has to get things done and has to be able to talk to them from the position of production, then you're in some trouble. Yeah, it gets complicated. Yeah. They're like, there's like favors given out. Right. Like, cause I think also too, if you ask them to do something and they and you're friends, right. it's like you, you they owe you you owe them one. I mean, right. Like, because you're asking them to just work. Really, you're asking them to do their job. But right. like, you get into that trading situation, and um, that's where it gets tricky. Uh, but it's not ba- worth it just to get a Christmas card. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not worth it to get like a a free giveaway. Like I, I know cast have given like shirts or bags or little right. stuff. Like that's that's no big deal. I mean, because a lawsuit, what's like a lawsuit going to cost you? Like if the the network sues well, you I'm, on I still, and content. I still work with people that every time I jump on Facebook, it's like them with their arm around the star of their show. Yeah. At some club afterward, and you're like, no, dude, I've seen pics like that. Doing? I've seen pics like that. Those are horrible. So um, like name droppy via like fucking. Uh, Facebook, excuse excuse my language, but this is a podcast. You can say whatever you want, Troy. I know you've been on the Today Show. Oh heck! And oh, there it is. That, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, easy, dude. Easy, yeah. man. That was rude. Yeah, Don't well, say it. That I got was, thrown out of a Georgia <laughs> team for that one. Jeez. Oh, Georgia. We're Florida's playing Georgia this week. I don't know if you're a Florida fan. I know you're from Florida. Uh, my, I, I'm not into sports after about 1950. Okay. So. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool. So, so we could talk. We could talk old school baseball. <laughs> um, okay. So back to those reality stars, Paris Hill and Kim Kardashian. Um, something we touched on a little bit earlier, but um, do you think that these guys are role models? Like, do you think they're proper? Obviously, they're they would be bad role models. But do you think well, that people watch them like little girls are watching them because like they want to look up to them, or is it um, like they're laughing at them? Well, here's the deal. I don't know a lot of people that were upset with Sleeping Beauty because Maleficent was a character. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you, we don't give viewers enough credit. Or like those crows on, on Dumbo. Right. Dumbo. It's like, well, you know, you don't want to emulate, you know, necessarily every single person that's on screen. Yeah. And there's a big thing about, you know, it's not so much the characters, it's the audience use of those characters. Mm-hmm. So you've got your heroes and your villains, and if you don't have conflict, you don't have a story. So people are just kind of can't overreact when you see people on television that you don't like because there's lessons to be learned there too like boy i don't want to be a big jerk like that boy i don't want to think that money is everything and that i can't that's how i feel when i see them like when i see paris hilton acting like a fool and having her pussy out all over the place like i'm just like i'm just like yeah we are (laughs) and it's just like it's just like i i obviously i wouldn't look up to paris hilton but i'm saying i laugh at them and i'm just like these people are so retarded and I hope that there's, like, a lot of young people that are smart enough to get it that way. But I don't know, like, I don't know how the state's, like, kids are really I, leaning. you left your kids inside a box, like feral cats in a yard somewhere. <laughs> just the television to enter. Just Honey Boo Boo yeah. reruns. That's it. Right. That would, what do you think? Okay. When Let's do a hypothetical. Age, I, I used to want to be you, but I was watching the wrong shows. Oh, that was a good show. Or I used to be want to be Ricky Lake. <laughs> That's a good second. That's why I have the show. Ricky Lake's actually on Ustream too, but I have more viewers. Not really. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? I had a really good one. <laughs> Dude, uh, no, okay, okay. So back to shows and the stars. And damn. I have some questions I have from next, next part. I have some questions from viewers. They okay. sent them to me in the email. Uh, my friend Juan, Juan Reyes, he's actually a cameraman. He wants to know where's reality headed and what's the next big trend? Well, I'll tell you, the thing that I'm seeing a lot of is occupational uh, soaps. A lot of stuff that's more, they call them Aki soaps. How cute is that? Um, it's, <laughs> cute name. Uh, shows like The Deadliest Catch, I think, got there first. And we're starting to see a lot of things that are centered around people who have unusual jobs, people who have unusual relationships that keep them together professionally. Right. I think you're going to see a whole bunch of that stuff for about the next two or three years. Uh, after that, I don't know what's next. Mm-hmm. I don't know. could be anything. It could be anything. Um, if, I, if I knew, you would not believe the house I would be living in. Right. You need, you're not a, you're not a, a soothsayer. Hydra- I have hydraulic furniture that could ride, sure. ride around on. 
Um, that kind of leads into the next question. Um, it's from Angela. She lives in Naples, Florida. Uh, she said, where do you think reality is going to be, or do you think reality is going to be as popular in 20 years? Do you think it's like a trend now that it's just big, or do you think it's just going to keep going? Like, right. well, First of all, Naples, Florida, home of Anthony Quinn, a fine actor. Great actor. Also Tom Cruise's mom. I did not know that. Yes. Uh, Steven Spielberg has a house there. Larry Bird. Um, it's a lot of rich people. Hot dog. <laughs> and I forgot the question. And it I was... was all, I was trying to be cute. <laughs> okay. I I'm sorry. So what is the... Do you think it'll be oh, popular, popular in 20, 20 years? Yes. <laughs> because every time somebody says it's a fad, uh, you know, like cell phones or women wearing pants, it sticks around forever. Sure. So reality TV, I think, is going to be around for a long time. I think there's going to be a lot of different permutations. Mm -hmm. But as long as it's inexpensive to shoot, as long as people don't get bored with it, as long as shows don't sort of... There's a lot of, there's a lot in reality television there's a lot of shows that are all sort of feeding off of each other. Right. Like as soon as a show about a pawn shop came out, there's three other pawn shop shows. Five like, copies. Could you possibly... <laughs> risk innovating and coming up with something else right so once we get out of this thing where it's just sort of cannibalizing itself to the point of disinterest in certain little venues i think we're going to be oversaturating okay. it right. with the same shows well, they, they said that sitcoms were dead and the three camera came back with you know the success of two and a half men sure and all those you know all the jim burrow shows mm -hmm. um, reality tv is just going to be around for a long time i think it we're will just now learning how to make it right it's just getting and it's getting better on um, technology. The cameras are cheaper, so we can make it look better. Right. It's HD. Mics are getting better. Like all kinds of hidden cameras are smaller. Right. Um, stuff like that really helps. Uh, but on on that, I think yeah, it's going to be around for a long time. I agree. And something I didn't know so much before, but I read in your book was that it already has been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't notice how long it's been. It's been since the almost the dawn of television. I mean, there's yeah. always been reality shows. Um, the one one I actually didn't even know about at all was like how Dancing with the Stars is like a like a to total um, descendant of a like another dancing show. It's like sure. in in what was it called again? Uh, it's like in England or something. I always like, get the name wrong. It's, it's like not, ballroom it's not dancing. Come dancing. They have like a, there's this whole weird thing about how it's set up. Mm -hmm. uh, there was come I think it was called Come Dancing, and that that started I guess in the like the fifties I suppose. Sure. Um, and it used to be just a thing where people from different regions uh, in Britain would compete with each other, representing their region. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into a celebrity thing. It got reimagined a lot later on. Uh, and in 2004, it became what it is here. Mm -hmm. And then by 2005, they had brought it to the U.S. Right. And, uh, it's, it's evolved. Yeah. But I. But it's it, it it's is all, it is very it's relative. It's yeah yeah. It's the same bloodline it's like you know they started with them it was a big thing and now they just kind of evolved like same with like singing shows right. and um th these are like connections actually i didn't make it bef until i read the book or your book was like the how the singing shows are similar to like gong show or like other um sure. performer well, you, like yeah, you can go all the way back uh, the ted mac amateur hour was on in yeah 48 i think and it was a radio show before that mm-hmm that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know it went back. Like it's it seems like a lot of people think it's a new thing, but it has been around like yeah, a, long time. a long time. That's cool. Um, uh, another our last fan question comes from Casey. She's in Thousand Oaks, California. Um, she wants to know if the stars, if the reality show stars, do they get encouraged to create drama? Are they like told to start fights and, and things like that? I will, I will tell you a, a, a story, again, never specific to a particular show. Because mm -hmm. you never it's, you don't ask the guy how he did the trick where the girl disappeared. Sure. Um, Magician's secret. But the deal is, is what you'll do is you'll have a cast member and you cast people for conflict. You have people that you think are going to be lively, that are going to interact with other people in a certain way. Mm -hmm. uh, and when they don't, you've got millions of dollars hanging on this person deciding that they're going to self-produce. Right. And I'm going to be this person that's like the ideal version of myself, and I'm not going to share anything. That's when you take somebody aside and say, look, you really need to be who you presented yourself to less Kind of like ease them into it. Um, right. I think a lot of those notes are like just sometimes even just like look at the, or stay looking at the camera, speak when the, we're rolling kind of stuff too. Well, yeah, but it's also one of the things, you know, you can see things, you can go into scenes and say, could you guys please talk about this thing that happened last week? Mm -hmm. Or can you please... You know, can you have that conversation, but try and have a little bit more energy because it looks so bad. I mean, my sure. direction like that, I don't consider that tampering with, with the yeah. show. But when there are people that have just totally checked out because they didn't know the process would be so arduous. Yeah. You know, when people are following you around for three or four months, 
it gets old. I mean, I feel, I feel totally like people that are on the show. season for after season, right. same stuff. Same token, you know, you're you're being paid to be on a television program, right? So you got to wake up and be a participant and, and interact with people. A lot of them don't see it as a down. job. Like they don't, they're not no, they professional don't. about it. They're just like, oh, I'm going no, to go play with cameras at lunch. Right, but there are a lot. There are a lot of people that are perfectly lovely. The, a lot mm-hmm. of the celebrities, you know, you have a, a very they have a restricted period of the day that they'll shoot with you so that they can have some of that time to themselves mm-hmm. to do whatever they need to do. You're not with these people 24-7. Right. You know, it would cost a fortune, and, you know, frankly, they'd all go nuts. Totally. So. Yeah, it, I think, it's, I think it is, bit, it's, uh, you just kind of guide them, and it's, it's not always, right. some are more and less. I think it depends on the show, too, right. from what, what I've heard. Well, and you can tell the shows where someone's gone in and said, do this or do that. Right. Totally. Because people are not active. You can tell when it, it totally pops out of nowhere. It's not organic. Um, a lot of viewers know, notice that stuff. Um, and um, you mentioned casting before, and uh, we'll go ahead and jump into our next sag- segment. We're going to do a best of Instagram segment. Oh, cool. um, and if you'll hang around, we'll, we'll check out the pictures. Um, yeah, it's a famous segment on Brooke's show. And um, this week is a special one because um, I don't know if I, I told you yet, but I, I sold a reality show. Yeah, I just sold a reality show. Um, I've been pitching a lot of different ideas uh, back and forth to the networks. And um, I finally settled on one. It's called Brooks World. And um, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's called Brooks World. And it's basically about eight people living in our studio with me. And we're all going to make Brooks Show every week. And we're going to film us making Brooks Show. And we're going to have guests. And they're going you know, to each have a job. Like They're actually working right now. Let's we've got we've better. got Donnie on the camera. All right. Norma's back there on the teleprompter. Um, there's they're all over the place. I mean, I know it's a packed room. You, you'll see them later. We'll show you after the show. And actually, actually, we'll show you right now because right. I got the pictures. Because um, I cast them based on Instagram pictures. I went through Instagram and I looked at some faces, saw some um, comments. Well, that's where you found them. Yeah. So I went on Instagram. So we'll start with the first one. Um, I got to lean, lean in here. First, yeah. Check out the check out the cam. Check out uh, what the spin bike hasn't done for me yet, everybody. Um, so we got first is uh, Norma at Norma twenty two. Norma's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, she's a narcoleptic, and she can be seen in this picture uh, falling asleep while changing a light bulb. That is a gift. Yes, that is a um, gift. I think she'll bring a lot of character to the show. Uh, I'm sure the other fans will have have to help her uh, with her problem. Precisely. Um, that she might need to see a doctor. She could have we could have some doctor episodes. What what kind of story potential do you see for Norma? Well, you know there's. Anybody, anybody that can spend a tremendous amount of time on camera, perfectly still, is yeah. exactly what you want to go for. That's good. That's what you want to. That's good interviews. Exactly. Plus, you know, with with HD being what it is, what do you want a bunch of action for? Okay. Okay. Let's go on to our next our next uh, Brooks store Brooks World contestant. His name is Brody at Brody Daniels on Instagram. I He's am so glad I, I didn't wear the same shirt tonight. I was oh, you almost wore that one. Humiliated beyond belief. He he's um he's a dancer. He's from Dallas. And he's every girl's favorite gay bestie. Um, I think I think he'll bring like a lot of life to the show. He he's very has very good energy. Um, I think that he's he's a good he's a good dancer, so he's going to want to go out. Um, how do you feel about club scenes? I think club scene club scenes are kind of a nightmare. Really? I don't know if you know that. They just uh, there's always music on that you don't want. Right. You can't walk into a club and go, "Hey guys, can you use this crappy?" pre-cleared music mm-hmm. uh, that we wrote on a Casio this afternoon. Right. Uh, it is, it's problematic. It's very hard it's to shoot with uh, people all around and stuff. Exactly. Um, so we'll go to our next uh, Brooks World con- uh, housemate. Um, his name is Brock Heathersfield. He's actually going to be on the show in a few minutes after the Instagram segment. Oh Brock Heathersfield. Um, he's, tw- he's, um, he's from Venice Beach. He's an amateur rapper and guitarist. And um, he likes to skateboard. Um, we'll have him come on a little more, At and you can talk time? to him. Yeah, he likes to skateboard and rap. He's a skate rapper. I, I do not have that kind of coordination. He says he says he's very scrappy. Is oh. is his amalgamation well, of of the two of his hobbies? Good. Yeah, scrappy's good. One scrappy person on every show. Totally, and he'll he'll actually be here very soon. And um, so our next picture, our next uh, contestant on the Brooks story, the Brooks world is. Uh, Danny at Danny24. He's the heir to a Coca Cola fortune and um, extremely wealthy and arrogant. Uh, Danny, is, this is his first time living away from home. He's, this is going to be his first time not having a servant, a butler, and nanny. I, I, think 
I actually kind of think he looks fairly grounded. Because yeah. with all that money, you would think that he wouldn't be driving an acoustic. Right. You'd think he'd have a, a Fender Electric or something real ridiculous. You, you he went, he went modest with the acoustic. He, he's very, he's, he seems modest in this picture. He seems like he... he, um, he what, ki- what kind of... Um, co- so far with the it's characters. Like a tiny bowl guy for, the, for another generation. Totally. Totally, yeah. yeah. And um, let's go on to our next uh, Brooks World. Hey, by the way, stop me if my references are more than 40 years old. <laughs> it's cool. We've got all kinds of fans on the Brooks Show. There's 4 million people Sweet. watching. So next is at Deputy Banks. Uh, Deputy Banks is... Uh, she's 27, and she's a vampire, not to mention a very messy eater. Uh, she eats very messily, and uh, yeah, she's going to be on the show. I think it'd be interesting to bring in some paranormal guests. Yes. Um, what kind of? Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious in front of the aftermath whether it was Italian or an Italian. <laughs> I'm sure it was both. Good vampire joke. Come with a, I'm on short note. Good vampire joke. Um, okay, so you're in an interview with Deputy you. Banks. She just got into a fight at the club. Right. What do you ask her? I'm, I'm stumped. Stumped? I don't know where. I don't know where to start. How about how about what song was playing while you were fighting? I'll, start, I'll always I'll, I'll always start with, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you from? Nice. That's a good place. Yeah. Basically, all all interviews for reality television start like a bad '60s comic working in the Catskills. <laughs> I think uh, Banks would uh, totally appreciate that question. She would rock. Um, our last contestants for the Brooks World. Our final Instagram picture comes from at little little Wayne. Um, their firehouse mates is a uh, little little Wayne and a uh, little Nicki Minaj. They're a couple of wild cards, and um, they're gonna go ahead and I round out the TLC cast. Show because they love tiny tiny people. Yeah, tiny people are always fun. Uh, little little Wayne is also a rapper, and then we got we got the other rapper Brock Heathersfield. How how do you think that's gonna play out? What's a good way to get them in the same room, you know, for the show? Well, you know, anything there where someone's being forced to share stage time. Mm-hmm. Is always good because then you have something competitive. You've got a little maybe like a, a rap battle and... or like they have a a, a concert exactly. battle. My money, however, will be on Little Little Wayne. Little Little Wayne. I was just gonna say he's got a hook. Yeah, he's got the a good, good. He's got a good hook, but it's um, it's a little short. Wow. <laughs> okay, so those are our contestants for Brooks World. That was small venue. that was best of Instagram. Thanks for helping me out with that, buddy. Um, our next, we're gonna bring in Brock Heathersfield. He's one of the pictures from Instagram. Um, but I'm going to have to step out for a minute. I got an important phone call. That's fine. Um, you know, I have a phone call. I haven't, I actually forgot it was my dad's birthday. Oh no. And yeah, I'm, I'm a bad son and it was September 29th. So I need to call him already. When you forget, you forget. I really forgot. I really let it go. So I'm going to call him right now. I can't wait another minute. Um, but you, you're a professional interviewer. You can you can handle Brock Heather's field for a I minute. Can handle Brock. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and yeah, switch yeah. to the one camera. I'm gonna get get um, Brock in here, and he's gonna go ahead and do a quick interview, just like it's um, he's starting off on Brooks Show on the Brooks World. Sweet. So um, hold it down for a second. Very good. Tell your pop I said howdy. Vamping, vamping, vamping. Oh hey, what's up, bitches? Let me grab Brooks's microphone. What a loser! Clip-on microphone. Yeah, well, you know the, little, the basic cable shows—they don't—they don't mind if you can see uh, the mic. Okay, well, hey, dude, what's up? What are we gonna do here? We doing we doing something fun? We gonna do have some fun? Gonna play a song? We're gonna we're gonna do that. Well, you tell, I'm gonna loosen you up first. You can you can you can feel free to noodle around a little bit. Woo! Woo! I'm ready. And I'm ready. Let's do this. Time. All right. Let's do this. So what I'm gonna need is I just need you to say my name is. I'm from here, and I play this kind of music. Got it. My name is, I'm from here, I play this kind of music. Bazang. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah. See, look, we've developed a rapport. So okay, okay. Trust okay. me, so now okay. I'm going to ask you more sinister okay, questions I got this. I got this, man. Yo, 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 what up, West Side? My name's Brock. They call me Brock. I'm from Venice Beach, and I rap for you. We're going to rap and play guitar. Kind of like a hip Jason Mraz. Oh yeah, baby, I'm good. I'm good at rapping. I know how to keep it real, and I live right off the 10 freeway, south on Palms, baby. What's up? One love. Boom. You'll notice I don't speak until you stop talking. That's an interview technique. Oh. I just let you roll on, so I don't overlap. Okay. Great. So what I'm going to ask you We're is. We're doing an interview. Let's do this. 
So, what are you hoping to accomplish by being a part of Brooks World? Yo, listen, I want to be on Brooks World because I'm the best. I'm going to win this shit. This shit is over. This show is easy. Brooks World is awesome. Uh, yeah, one love. Little fingers in the air because you just don't care. We got pixels. We got all kinds of pixels. Don't Pixel. Worry. Don't worry about that in post. We'll fix it. Okay. Okay. What I want you to do is you want, I want you, I want you to stare straight down the barrel of that camera. Okay. So. And I want you to just imagine. Basically, you've just got you just got to give me all the swagger you can and tell so. me why are you going to be the last man standing on Brooks World. Okay, I'm going to win Brooks World because I don't give up. I do whatever it takes. I get the fattest fucking girls. I get the best weed. I got the coke hookup. I know how to party. I can skate. I can rap. I can play guitar. All these other faggots on the show suck. I'm the best. One love. Be rocking it. Brooks. 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 That'll work, right? Is that no, good? That you can cut that up? I can cut that up. Yeah, son. One Did love. You? All right, I'm going to ask you one last question. One more question for my interview. Go Brooks World. Go America. All right. What would you do if you won the 40 bucks? $40 is the prize on Brooks World. I'll do anything to win $40. I will suck your mouth dry. I will make out with you. I will make out with someone in front of you. I will do anything it takes to win $40. I will build a house. I will make sure that your parents don't get robbed at night. I will guard them with a knife outside of their front door just for $40. Two weeks. That's pretty great. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think I've got just about everything. You think I we got this? I think Brooks is coming back. I think you're all right. Oh, yeah. Well, good. I guess his dad wasn't too pissed. Okay. Well, I'll let you go, man, Holmes. Thanks for the interview. Sweet. Peace out, homie. Anyway? Yeah, he's coming back in. So how's your problem? Hey. Hey, welcome. I'm back. Let's switch to the the wide camera. Let's get back on to this. How was, how was Brock? He was all right. I met him before. He's an interesting character. He's an easy interview. You just kind of let him roll. You wind him up and you let him go. Just kind of um, just kind of like ask him questions and get him, get him talking? He has a bite. Machine. Okay. Okay. A lot of bites. What's a bite? A bite. A bite is an, uh, short for sound bite. It's just an audio, an audio bite. Okay. Um, a lot of stuff that we do is we franken bite. Well, we'll take some of those long responses that he gave us and trim them down so they're just like a sentence or two long. Sure. Okay. So, like the there. maybe like the voiceover words or the different um, lines you hear from interview. Exactly. Okay. Cool, cool. Okay, well, we're almost out of here. We got one more second. We're going to go through some headlines. Sweet. Uh, we got a few cool videos we're going to show you I found online this week. Uh, the first one comes from uh, Dancing with the Stars. Um, it's a video. It's one of the judges after a big uh, finale dance. So I'm going to play it real quick. Whoa, she really hit the floor hard there. Yeah, Carrie Ann, uh, I think a choreographer yeah. would be able to pull off sitting in a chair. You'd think she could just, you know, yeah. sit and not fall. It's, it's, not, not, it's not that hard, really. Uh, what, why, is, why is Dancing with the Stars get people so crazy? Uh, dancing with the Stars, I, I don't know. What is it about that one? I, like, I, don't, I get other reality shows. Like, I kind of get American Idol, like the yeah. singing. And then I guess it's just dancing. dancing. Like, dancing people love dancing. You have a favorite star, right? Yeah. Now, the thing about yeah. Dancing with the Stars, they cast people from all, Jessica kinds Beale. Of di- all kinds of different... Jessica Biel will be on the show in about another 30 years. Okay. So I gotta wait. Know? I gotta wait it's it gonna, out. It's gonna happen. <laughs> okay. But Dancing with the Stars, I think the thing is, is everybody has a favorite star they can identify with. Mm-hmm. Everybody can identify with the idea of doing something they've never done before. Sure. And that's kind of what made the show work originally in Britain and what's makes, what makes the show work here. You latch on to somebody, whether it's Kirstie Alley. I was always rooting for George Hamilton. Sure. And I always thought he was great. So you think it's more the celebrity than the dancing? I really do think so. Yeah. Otherwise, I can't explain how Master P lasted for five weeks. <laughs> Master P? <laughs> Could he not dance? He's, he's outstanding, but, oh, okay. but but very, very lead-footed. Okay. A nice man, but very lead-footed. Heavy, heavy, like, uh, just, movements. Just, just, sort of heavy, just sort of heavy and clumpy. And, okay, cool. All right, we'll go to again, our next... A very, nice, a very nice man, if any of his friends or associates are watching. I'm sure they're all very watching, nice actually. Uh, we are, we have, have been more pleasant. Big with Master P. 
Um, next video is uh, from yeah, we get a lot of crossover from rappers. Uh, we get into the markets of the children. We get the grandchildren. Uh, we get old people. We get black people, white people, brown people. Um, there's a lot of demos. And on you're the not bush. even on CBS. I'm not even on CBS Good yet. Job. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like to keep the show to myself. Get all the profits. Good deal. Um, okay, so next video is from Trump. Donald Trump. President Obama is the least transparent president in the history of this country. There's never been anything like it. We know very little about our president. I'm very honored to have gotten him to release his long form birth certificate or whatever it may be. Now, many, many people. Wow, Trump really won't give up on that passport uh, birther argument. He just he just keeps going with it. Well, you know, the, the billionaire real estate guy asks you for anything, you're pretty much on it. Right. I think I think I think Barack's doing a great job of not caving in and just you know sending the photocopies out. Totally. Because for me, it's sort of that old thing with the Ross Perot gag on Saturday Night Live about uh, mm-hmm. riding the guy out for a Klondike bar for ten bucks. Everybody's got a price. Yeah, he just got he just, just got he a... just hasn't offered Obama enough money for the for the birth certificate yet. So you think Obama would give it out? Give well, more. Obama's out. already given it out. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's given out thinking. everything except his great grandmother's phone number. Seriously, I mean, I don't know why he keeps bringing it up. I think he's just he's just know. trying to create that doubt, you know, that doubt. Know. He's like get people to think the conspiracy I'm style. Not gonna get Let's all not get political. political Let's not show. get political. Let's get back into Trump specifically. Right. Um, uh, what's up with this show? And do you think he's really that cocky? <laughs> I think that Donald Trump is really that cocky. Like on he, when he's on the have show. Have you ever been to New York? No. Have you ever have you ever seen a gold plated building? Mm-mm. The closest thing you'll ever come is the the, the front of of Trump's offices. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. Okay, it's all uh, gold. I've seen some Trump buildings like in Vegas. Exactly. And he can he can back the vanity up with some skill. Yeah, it's, a, it's all right. The guy's, okay. the guy's a master at what he does. You're allowed to be a little with it. Totally. Yeah. He's he, like he's like a rapper in real estate. He's like over the top, but it's like part exactly. of his character. He's selling. Exactly. He's selling Trump. Right. There's like Trump golf courses here. Have you been to those? I have not. There's some in. It's like I in Palos Verdes. Can't afford things with Trump in the beginning. Yeah, me either. I just went there for work. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Our next video is a hoot. Um, it's from the Dr. Drew show. Um, it's 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 got a good good funny. Back with Honey Boo Boo Child hey. and Mama June. Honey Boo Boo. Hey. You all right? She's stretching. Let me ask you some questions, honey. Oh! I know. I always, always wants to talk to you. Is it is it difficult to be on TV? Is she sleeping? <laughs> Those are some mean snores from Honey Boo Boo. She was really giving it to Dr. Drew. And I will say, I have fallen asleep watching Loveline, listening to Loveline. But uh, she, she's, she's obviously, like, what, a star for attention? You think she's exhausted from the reality market? Well, that and it's a girl who runs on something called go-go juice. Yeah. Dude, he tries the go-go juice. Oh. Dr. Phil tries it. It's, like, so Never. crazy. Never. Isn't it, like, Red Bull and Mountain Dew? I, I don't remember the exact mix. It's like I think it's just like a half and half Red Bull and Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's, it's it, it makes me cringe. Uh, let's let's show the rest of that video because she starts um she starts really coming at. Is there something exciting you'd like to talk about? Alana, come on out so we can get this done so we can go. Huh? Get up. Hi. Hi. Oh, it's not on hit. It's all right. She's not hitting me. <laughs> You don't like it. Tell me. Why come? Because fans come up to me and I hate it. You hate it. You hate it. Okay, that was uh, Honey Boo Boo. She really almost hit Dr. Drew in the face. I, I do not want to be around for that season of Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Drew and Honey Boo? Not going to happen. It rhymes. I mean, they should totally be a pair. Like, yikes. Think about the moves he could do with Honey Boo. Like, he could, like, throw her around. Like, he could, like, swing her around. I mean, she's kind of fat, though. But she could totally... She's definitely lighter than a full person. Her mom is a wreck, For about dude. another 15 minutes. Do you think, like, Honey Boo, like... Is that really how she is every day, or do you think the cameras make her act up more? She's a kid. Every every kid. Like, you know what happened when you were a kid? And the first, I mean, anytime anybody would bring out a video camera, yeah. 
Yeah. Your mother. You just, you just goof off. You know, she probably she probably gets up every morning, reads mm-hmm. the front page of the New York Times, has a half a bagel. <laughs> a cigarette and a coffee. Yeah, just kind of checks in on where her money's at, how it's doing, how the market's performing. Yeah, she's got, um, she's got tweets just, oh, that get sent out. Forgive me, mother. I have to go. The cameras are coming. Hold on, mom. Let me get my onesie. And exactly. <laughs> uh, we're out of Mountain Dew. Do I have anything clean in Tony cloth? <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about honestly. Like, like a lot of these shows, a lot of moments, you can just tell like it's not real. Like they're gonna act right. like that with cameras. Right. I mean, once they know the cameras, the only kind of like real, real is like if there's some kind of twenty-four-seven uh, coverage. Right. But even so, they oh, still man. know they're in the house. No, pe- people poop out after about a week. Yeah. Like, you cannot be somebody else mm-hmm. for more than a week. So they, they start to fall into it? Like they Correct. fall into natural? Okay. Exactly. Okay, that's good to know. Um, so you think there really are some, some real moments with the real world or like other oh, yeah, big absolutely. brother? And if there, weren't, if there weren't, the shows wouldn't survive. Okay. Because if a show's totally phony, nobody's watching it. But that's like different than the setup for uh, is Jersey Shore like of twenty four seven? You know, I actually don't know. You don't know. I, I don't know the particulars of how it doesn't should. seem. I like really, it. really doubt it. Because most seem reality like it. shows, they'll, they'll get in anywhere from three to five scenes a day, sometimes mm-hmm. with two crews. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not with people the full time because you've you've got camera crews that are working. You sure, know, they, they can only do so much. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's only so many hours so of the day, and like and the likelihood of someone waking up at three o'clock in the morning and giving you something good is pretty slim. Totally. Yeah. They don't. They they're pooped. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's different on that show. The reason I brought that one up again, not to just to be trite and you know, but uh, was because it's they seem like they're in a house like real world, right. but I think it's not like a twenty four seven like real world has like cameras in the house because right. it seems like all the shots or most of the shots. Are you talking about which show? Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. Okay. Like, because it's like they're all living in a house, like real world, they're all living in a house. I was going to say Big Brother is... That's totally... 24-7, and you can watch it on the web. Like, it's always streaming? Right. Oh, that's cool. And you can just watch somebody, you know, smelling milk on late night television, if that's important to you. <laughs> what? Just like checking in, does milk see if it went bad? Exactly. It's oh, just, okay. It's just kind of... Big Brother's just kind of around. It's like going to visit your... It's like a website you can just always go to and get yeah. like sixteen like cameras. Family. It's not going to be exciting all the time. Let's see what the the, 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 the <laughs> see what they're up to. Exactly. All right. Well, um, that's it for the Brooks show. We had a lot of fun. Um, thanks for coming on. Oh my pleasure. This was great. This was, yeah, yeah. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, I want to remind our viewers. Uh, first of all, thank the viewers. Thanks for coming out. Thank you guys for watching in the live audience. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I want a special thanks to uh, Psalms, our producer for the Graham segment. She brought us all those pictures and to help me cast Brooks World. Uh, let me remind you guys to subscribe on YouTube. Our website is youtube.com slash Brooks Show. And we're also on iTunes. You can search for Brooks Show. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube. We have new videos all the time. We'll put up clips. Uh, we have all kinds of new stuff coming out. And, uh, yeah, thanks. It's been a great one. Uh, we'll see you guys next week.